Hey everyone, welcome back to the Quick Drop Podcast. It's a bit of a special episode this week. Had the pleasure of being joined by some of the founders of GDevCon and we really went through uh, sort of where GDevCon started, what it's all about and uh, things that are possibly coming in the uh, in the future and also talk about the most important thing for this year which is, uh, is tickets um, and how you can get them and when. So um, listen to the episode and, uh, and Steve talks about when tickets should be being released um and i'll make sure that in the description that there's all the appropriate information for you to be able to get onto uh everything gdevcon really um all profiles for everyone that was on the the episode as well is is down in the description uh so i hope you all enjoy it it was a, a real good fun uh hour or so session that we had together and uh, yeah enjoy okay then welcome back to the quick drop podcast um a special edition if you like this is a, a gdevcon uh, episode where we're, we're really gonna we've got some of the founding members of GDevCon and we're gonna go through sort of the history of GDevCon um, and the future of GDevCon and where we are um, at the minute and what, what's planned for, for the next conference coming up later on this year. Um, so we've got a number of the founding members on the line. Um, so if you, I guess, guys, if you want to just introduce yourselves, um, where your companies based first of all obviously because i think we've got a few people from not in the uk um and sort of how how much lab you experience in in years i guess you you've you've got so i guess chris if you want to start off yeah sure um hello everybody um chris woodhams i'm um managing director at argenta and we're based in birmingham in the uk uh steve watts uh in hampshire SSDC Limited, been doing LabVIEW for 20 plus years now, industrial <laughs> software for 30 plus years. So, I'm only 25, I feel quite, no. I make you feel old. <laughs> I've, I've got software older than you. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Not LabVIEW software, but software. I think our, our organisation might have software older than you. Well, <laughs> Johnny, but he wrote it in the two point five, I think. So that might have been was it eighty six? Anyway, <laughs> cool. Who else we got then? Hi, um, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Kabul Mahajan. Uh, I work for a company called Renishaw. I'm a principal process engineer there. I also have my own company called Orbimation, where um, I work with people, uh, especially teachers, uh, to try and uh, make better use of uh, technology in school, so things like teaching robotics and coding and stuff. I've been using LabVIEW um, since about 2007. I started at National Instruments, and uh, yeah, I'm a CLA, uh, quite the junior person, I suppose, amongst the other guys over here. Also, um, one of the few founding members that um, works for a company rather than running their own company full-time, I suppose. Is that fair to say? Um, and then I guess we're on to the, the two non-UK members, if you like, residents. Uh, yeah, uh, Darren Mather. I'm, I am actually English, but I live over in uh, Rotterdam, Netherlands. Uh, own a company called Inu Solutions. Uh, been using LabVIEW since 2006, I think. Around LabVIEW 7, LabVIEW 8, somewhere like that. And been a CLA for five years, relatively new to the whole community side, presenting and that kind of thing, but uh, seem to be making an uh, impression, shall we say? <laughs> a good one. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm getting silent. <laughs> yeah, that's, probably, that's probably a good job, Steve. <laughs> 
And last but not least. Okay. Hello, everybody. Jörg Hampel here. I'm an Austrian living in Germany. I run my own company. I've been running, well, I've been self-employed since, uh, I think, 2001. I started using LabVIEW in around about 2007. But for the first, I'd say, six or so years, I only did the same every year. So I really started to go deeper in I think 2013 or 2014 when I made the CLA and went to the first CLA summit in Rome and that's when uh, when things took off I'd say. I'm running my own company of four people and we're we're into the deep team development side of LabVIEW so helping our customers work in teams. Cool and who are we missing? from the founding members just give them a shout out so i've got a list here i'm quite clever um so rich thomas mm-hmm. um sam sharp james mack uh, david Cato, chris roebuck sarah fisher i'll do a shout out for greg Payne because he was on the initial um uh email list and I'll also give a shout out to Jenny Bragg because she does all the work while we punch around talking and making jokes on Slack. <laughs> so, uh, that's 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 everyone on the initial list, really. Okay. So, so what what is GDevCon? What what's the for those that don't know? What's the the ethos behind it? And and what 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 are kind of what were you looking to get out of it? I think most of all. No, we do we do do all talk about it. Um, I, I think what is GDevCon? Well, we're an independent graphical programming conference. Um, our our reason to exist really is is to bring uh, independent sort of material to to that field. Um, it's previously the only place you could get material previous to that really was sort of National Instruments um, or MATLAB, if you're a Simulink program. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 really uh, what we are. I mean, we we aim to to fill those positions. I mean, our, our, I think that where we fell into being um, is is an event where teams can get together uh, and, and learn as a team rather than say an architect. Um, I think that's, that's probably our, our main two points is independence and teams. Um, I'd probably hand you over to you because he's, he's done a, he's done a document on the, on the why we exist. <laughs> um, so I'll get, I'll give you, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I, um, when I came to GDEFCON, uh, it really was that I couldn't get enough of LabVIEW in any form, shape, or, or kind, and thought that another event would just be better for the community as such. Because uh, who wouldn't want to? Who else is there that doesn't get enough of LabVIEW? And um, then we spent a little more thinking about it and tried to come up with our whys. And uh, of course, it's all um revolving around um catering to teams and to the team side of development with LabVIEW. And uh what we perhaps didn't realize uh up front was how much um people who are not certified with NI miss out on the whole community thing because the really good events like the CLA summit are just closed doors 
And uh, this was one of the great um, of the important points that we got with feedback uh, that people enjoyed very much to get to know the community, to get to know other users. Some of them even said that they were they felt like they belonged to a group now and they're proud to belong to that group. And uh, these are extremely nice things to hear. So I think uh, bringing people together uh, is, is, is one of our core missions um, besides all the uh, technicalities of like team development and best practices mm. and uh, things like that. So we really, I think we really uh, reach people with this event and try to continue down that route. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree with that. Um, I think for for me, like going to something like NI days, if I I get and it's not like this, but in my eyes, it's it's almost like you look at even from like an alliance partner perspective, it's like oh, there's that alliance partner who can't can't talk to them, or you know, there's there's this competitor. Whereas the vibe I got from attending GDevCon was that you know there's none of that. There's no kind of barriers or boundaries. You know, everyone is in the same the same group which was really really refreshing um i was there has there and an, is there any any kind of like tied to national instruments or you you you're looking to be completely separate from from them but still obviously oriented around the lab environment well i mean the 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 fact it's called GDevCon is is the G is for graphical, not mm. for G the language. Mm. So I mean, my 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 view was always uh, that the interesting thing for me is the gra graphical representation of software. Mm. Now, LandView happens to be the the field that I play in, but it's, you know, I've done lots of languages in my many years. Mm. Um, so I, I see there's a place for sort of ladder logic, and I see there's a place for Simulink, and there's um, there's a lot of graphical representations of software that I think are interesting. We just don't talk to each other or see each other, or <laughs> so um, I I think that being independent is really important to us. So we we got some very kind offers from NI. Um, to uh, to you know to promote and and it felt kind of churlish, but we we wanted our, we wanted to really emphasize the fact that we weren't NI. Mm. I mean, I, I I've known as a, as a LabVIEW sort of champion and as a alliance member. I've had people sort of talk to me and say, "Oh, you work for NI, don't you?" As if mm. as if NI would employ somebody like me, but. <laughs> Don't know. It's, it's very easy for people to perceive because you know that it's a, it's a big shadow. Mm. Um, so so we we've been quite strict on it. Now, as the future goes on, we don't know whether we will. But um, it, as as it currently stands, uh, our independence is is something we feel is core mm. to our sort of um, existence, really. So it's quite an important part of us. Mm. Um, I think that's safe to say. If, if I say anything out of turn, anyone else, just just stop me because I will roll on. Um, I don't know what does what does everyone else think? Is that? I think for me, the, it's it's really an extension of the of the user groups and and um, the, the sort of community that's built up around those because um, it, it really gives a, a it, like like Jörg said, really, it's an expansion of the it's a, sorry, it's, it's it's a open doors version 
version of a CLA summit to a certain extent, but it's it's got a different feel to it, like you said, Jono. And I think um, having run the user group in the Midlands for five years, I think I could, I've really seen the benefits of attending that and other user groups and having other people come along to it and the feedback that people have given me about having come along and um, learning new things and, and being able to sort of talk to people about stuff they're having challenges with and um i think it, it really is just a, a bigger version of that like we've put on, on on the website it's the user group of user groups and i think that really encapsulates it for me yeah i think just to add to the user group of user group thing i think uh, quite a few of us who are part of the devcon team uh, we've all started or held some sort of position in our local user groups to uh, make those successful uh, in the southwest, we've got the southwest user group, and um, I started that off with I think it was Dan Vauxhall from Austin Consultant, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we switched that around between Dyson. It was always uh, a thing to make sure that we switch locations so that more people are involved, and that kind of grows uh, over to the next step where you know what else can we do? It's not just the local Dyson, Renishaw, and Austin that we can play with. Uh, why not involve more? So that was my take on uh, trying to get involved with the team and. That was what sort of uh, made me more enthusiastic about uh, joining the bigger group, I suppose. And that kind of refers more back to your why. I mean, no, from the, no. from, sorry, from the, the list of people I gave out, actually six of the, the people who were the original sort of founders of it, of it were organizers of user groups. Mm. So it really is central to our being, you know, the, the, the split was between people who present things like CLA summits and NI week and uh, NI days and people who organize um, and you know it coincides there's a lot of coincidence I, I do see slug um, so there's a lot of sort of interchange between those numbers but that was really our thinking when we tried to um, make our posse together you know of people to who will organize it's people with the get up and go to actually um, do these things um, I'll probably talk a bit more about that if I get time for when we talk about the sort of how it all started. Mm. Um, now, going back from the user group thing to the independence thing, the uh, GDFCon is a not-for-profit organization. Okay. And I think that also plays into uh, why it's different to a to an event that's run by a company. Mm. Because even if it doesn't have to make a profit directly, they're still in some sort it needs to be benchmarked against the the business use of that because otherwise the business cannot like sustain something like that. Uh, whereas we can make decisions based on what we think is best for the community, which may or may not be <laughs> uh, always right, but at least it's not driven by any financial yeah. um, target that we need to hit. And I think this is a good thing, actually. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It it takes that I think and. Obviously, that's been widely, um, you know, uh, spread around that you know you you are not for profit, and I think that 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 okay. resonates with a lot of people. You know, they see, oh well, you know, these guys are, are not doing it for profit, literally. So, yeah, it 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 really helps, I think. Um. So yeah. So how how did it start? Who who was the who, where did the initial idea come from? Who was the uh, the sort of the first person to say, "Shall we do this?" And how did how did you all get together? Because I, I was quite surprised at how sort of international slash European the founders are, and also the the attendees as well. So how, how did it all start? Well, I'll, I'll do the initial. So going back in time to NI days, two thousand and fifteen. 
I found myself down the pub as I spent most of my NI days. And it kind of occurred to me that, that it was that wasn't correct, you know? It wasn't it wasn't correct. I was just going up there and going down the pub. I was I was sort of eating their food and, and, and not doing the NI days things as it should. So we started the user group track to essentially entertain ourselves at NI Day. So NI Days was fine for people who didn't know LabVIEW, but for established programmers, it, it was a little bit of networking, and then you all went down the pub. Mm. So we did it in 2016. We did the user group track, and it was, I think, highly successful. We we had, you know, well over 100 people, I think, in, in you know, we got moved to a bigger room, and it was chaos, and and but it was great. And it was really nice because it really that you know from that point it was was a user group a user group so we were all really enthusiastic about it, uh, and then the rug got pulled out from under us by you know forces decisions were made within NI that 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 just meant that all the work that we put in was kind of removed, mm. which. I don't know, it kind of opened my eyes, really, and, and I and I looked at it and thought, well, we're always at the behest of somebody else's decisions. And, and a lot of us put a lot of effort into our presentations, mm, you know, yeah. a lot of effort. Um, I'm, I'm ridiculous, you know, and, and I'm sure everyone else is. It's a, it's a point of pride. But to have that kind of rug pulled away from you, it's, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was annoying. So I... Um, I'm trying to find the original. Yeah, so after after NI Days was removed, uh, and I think that particular NI Days was the last one at the Queen Elizabeth, and it was mm. the last free one. Mm. Uh, and I put on the champ, Champions Forum, I think this was, when was this? This was June 2017. I put on the Champions Forum, so I don't think charging for NI Days London is a winning strategy. <laughs> Mm. And I think in that for posting, I said, "Look, I've got emails from a couple of customers and C uh, Slug contacts that, that are saying that what they're going to make us charge to go to NI days." Uh, and I've been mulling it over, and I'm I'm quite annoyed about this. And in, in that what sentence, I said, "Shall I set up an independent GDevCon?" <laughs> and, and so I had, the name was already there. You know, mm. it was it was fully formed. I don't know where it popped out. It was something that must have been in the back of back of my head, and 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 actually, Rich uh, came back after that thread. So the Champions Forum, if you don't know, so what LabVIEW Champion is 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 NI use us really as their sounding board. So we're generally stroppy, loud members of the LabVIEW community. <laughs> um, so we're allowed to we're allowed to go on this forum. It's an NDA forum, and. and cause trouble essentially so which is ideal for me because i cause a lot of trouble um but it was it was interesting to sort of get the feedback from that and rich sort of came back and said we we, we were saying i think it was 250 pound and and the joke was well let's go up to london and have a as we own all went to the pub i said let's just spend 250 pound on a pub crawl <laughs> And and that would be and that would be and, and so it started off really as that. Um and then but but Rich said he said, Well, we were talking about G DevCon, he said the original Agile manifesto was devised between a small band of folk 
you know, re- uh, meeting in the uh, Rocky Mountains, and everything starts with a small idea. So that became this small Acorns email thread, which is where we started to pull different people in. Um, and that was the 30th of June. And essentially, I pretty much most people I approached replied saying, hey, because this is what happens if you approach people who, who do mm-hmm. rather than talk. Um, and uh, and it all started out. And, and, and so that was sort of late June. Um, then we started a Skype group in, the, in September, and then we made the company, and we had our first company meeting, and that was in – London. Um, we actually arranged it so that it would be around when NI days UK would have been. Mm. So we went to the pub that we uh, we, we normally go to <laughs> as a kind of as a signing off for uh, NI days, and um, yeah, and started. And we pushed on through from that. We moved from Skype to to Slack, and, and we use Slack extensively. Uh, we, we constantly. Uh, and then we then we sat down and sort of thrashed out what we wanted the company to be. Um, and really, from that point onwards, I, I sent out a tweet on the 5th of December. But it was really, you know, there's absolutely no way I could have done any of this by myself. Mm. You know, it's just no way. It's, um, it's well beyond. So the actual the group, the, we all fed off each other really and and it gave us the confidence to take these sort of risks so that was um it it really has been a a good um organization Mm. it's it's, it's really opened my eyes to working in this big disparate teams and, Mm. and and working like that yeah um yeah so that was the history of it really so it was a an email thread a stroppy forum thread (laughs) <laughs> lots of chat a lot of chat and uh and a tweet on the 5th of december and then everyone piled in with with the social media and, and it really went on from there so yeah um how long did it take to get sort of like the, the the number of people that you are are now like how how many did it start with and how long did it take for the group to build and build and build pretty much we're, we're pretty solid i mean people i wanted it to be a big group because we're all busy you know we're not conference organizations uh, organizers so we we get busy with project work mm. um so but we all support each other so it, it steps in so uh i think we lean on several members very hard <laughs> so uh it, it's but it, it's it's open to sort of change, and everyone sort of stands in. I, I've I'm infuriating everyone really with with my my lack of management, but there was a reason behind it. In that I know everyone steps in and supports each other, and it's I, I personally it'd be interesting to see what everyone else thinks. I personally think, as a group, any of us are now replaceable. And that is is the essence of, of of a good management team. You know, I I could get run over by a bus, and everyone could step into to what I do, and 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 that is um, that makes for a strong organisation, um, as from my perspective. And that all comes from the way the way it's managed. You know, we we don't vote very often. Um, we voted, funnily enough, last week um, on 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 the but but what we do is is everything 
that is an important decision and there's any contention on, we, we have a vote with all of us and that's all of us. Um, the only rules are is that um, it's one, one company, one vote. But, but apart from that, it's, 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 you know, you, you, um, it's, 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 I think it's worked very well, but then I'm biased because it's the way I like to manage. But, um, I, I think it has as well, to be honest, because I, I, I typically probably not used to working or, or sort of um, organizing things in, in that way. And I think it, it, it's, it was different for me and it, it kind of felt quite good because it kind of gives everyone the chance just to chuck stuff in and, and it, you don't get shot down for it. You, you just, start start discussions and start talking about different ways of doing things and i think it really helped to evolve the the, the conference in the way that it and then the way that it ended up so i think it, it worked out really well it did it did take a little bit of getting used yes. to it and yeah, I, I that we, it took us like uh, i don't know one or two months to like get into the flow of of working like that so for everybody to to um be confident to say things or do things even and and rely on that uh, that the others will just trust that he does it in his best interest so in the first few weeks i felt like things could have moved faster but then again i was just impatient probably and uh, steve you told me that <laughs> in no terms too so uh, after the after the first few weeks it went really well from from then on it went really well i think the uh the organization side is is reflected in the actual conference itself and that there's no it wasn't uh it was a very there is an organization there mm. but it was very casual it was very it, it wasn't a regimented thing everybody you can have a laugh you can pitch ideas you can say whatever you want but no fear of oh i'm gonna annoy somebody and i'm gonna annoy this person annoy that person mm. And uh, same as Jörg said, you can just throw ideas into Slack and no one's going to turn around and say, shut up there and that's crap. Mm. They're going to, they, they will give you a, they may, that may be what they think, but they're not going to, <laughs> a bit more structured than that. And they'll come back to say why it is or isn't a good idea. And if it's a good idea, then you've got another nine or 10 people to help you run with it. Mm. And that, same as Steve said, it, you can't, nobody can do everything and you know you've got all the people there you, you can trust to to pick up, you know, whatever analogy you want to use, pick up the bat on whatever and uh, and carry on with it while you go about doing uh, doing something else. Mm. And I think that that's reflected in the actual event itself and that it was, the atmosphere was very, it was organised chaos is probably a bit too strong a term. But it wasn't. It wasn't a crisp, polished event. And for me personally, I didn't want it to be a crisp and polished event because then it's that's not to me what what people because people are just people. Mm. Nobody turned up in a shirt and tie and polished shoes and wanted everything to be yeah down to the minute. People mm. wanted it to be a bit more relaxed, a bit more casual, not being told when and where they should be doing things and. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, NI Summit, I, uh, an NI Summit, CLA Summit, whatever, I was never going to get up and drag Jorg off stage, for example. Just, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just not going to happen because no. it's, it's just not that kind of event. Whereas G-Dev, we wanted it to be a lot more, yeah, a lot more casual, a lot more laid back, a lot more, 
Yeah, like a user group. So yeah, going back to the user group of user yeah. groups, and a lot more of just a, a conversation between like-minded people. The mm. the conversation is happy to involve hundred and forty odd people instead mm. of three three blokes in a pub kind of thing. Yeah. I think what what was nice for me, and I know a few people commented on it, was obviously we knew who was sort of in charge as such, a, a loose term there. Um, you were there in your blue GDev polo shirts, but it was it was nice to see you you all enjoying the conference like we were, you know, just observing and, and watching the presentations. You know, it was much of a an event and a user group for you as it was to to organise it. So uh, I think that. That was the one thing I picked up on, and um, I I didn't. I think it it was fairly run fairly smoothly, but that's from the outside. But um, and it's always different on the inside. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it it was very different and very relaxed to what I've had experience with the NI days, and I've only had the NI days experience. I've not done any summits or anything like that, uh, and very limited user group. Um, in in Sheffield to be honest so so yeah so speaking of GDEFCON number one um what for those that weren't there or don't know anything about it where was it and what went on really so I can tell you that it was in Cambridge okay uh, <laughs> that's it that's, that's <laughs> the, the one not British guy telling you where it was right <laughs> So when was it? It was, I think, beginning of September, right, last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it was two days of um, presentations, um, actually all dealing with talking about topics that have to do with LabVIEW. Original presentations, that's an important thing as well. They're all original mm. presentations. Yes, this was one of our... Um, what do you call it, rules for the submissions yep. to be um, content that is original, that is has not been presented on in that exact form before, so that it would be original content for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, another rule was that we don't allow actually um, adver- advertising in any kind besides the sponsors, obviously. So we didn't want um, presentations where the first 15 minutes are spent with talking about the company and what they sell and how they sell and and how good they are because we wanted the content to be uh, the most important thing. And the content uh, ranged um, from, I think, or covered uh, all all levels of Clubview proficiency. Uh, There was something for everybody in there, from the beginners to very advanced people, um, from mostly for technically oriented people, a little bit also for people interested in the uh, organizational or management side of things. So I think um, we managed to to have something for everybody there. And also at the same time, um, um, we we managed to make it interesting for everybody, even if it was not like um, everything for everybody's main interest. Still, uh, I think it was interesting for everybody to sit in there and listen to other people, how they go about things. So that was also feedback that we got from uh, a few people that uh, there was no there was no presentation where somebody like had to leave the room so not to fall asleep. And um, yeah, what else can we say? I'm, I'm out of words now. 
Well, we blind voted, so we had we had about thirty um, presentations actually. Um, people applied to to present, and it was packed. And also, if you go on YouTube slash GDevCon, you'll be able to see all the videos because we paid a lot of money to get them professionally filmed. Uh, so there's there's a there's a nice set there. So look, say if you if you Fancy having a look? It's all going to be there. If you can put, if you can put a link against your podcast, that'd be marvellous. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, there, there's and it, and it's funny because you 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 look at the ones that are the thing with it being an anthology is that for us that go to CLA summits, the presentations that we choose are very different than the presentations that are popular. Um, it's, it's 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 quite interesting because you get you get jaded, I think, to a point. So your your choices are different. So I have to say, sort of me and me and Jörg, we get we we like all the the project management stuff now mm. rather than sort of technical level stuff. But of course, the majority of the crowd want to see technical level stuff. Mm. Um, so it's 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 interesting balancing that. It's it's and, and hopefully we've got a, enough of a mixture within our group. So we we do this blind vote. So nobody apart from me knows knows a number you're given a number and you're given all the presentations and we pick the you know the the top amount of slots we have um for that so that's that's how the um the procedure goes for for selecting votes um uh, selecting presentations so that worked reasonably well um i think i think here the from my perspective there was a ratio of too much presentation and not enough chat. So um, I, I don't know. I think we all kind of agreed that, didn't we? It was it was a very packed agenda. Yeah. But the actual some of the feedback we get was people like it being a packed agenda, which of yeah. course just throws you into confusion. Then. Yeah. So it's balancing think, those kind of things. Is, it, is... it didn't seem as packed because of the because of the variation of the presentations. It wasn't just. Eight hours sat there listening to somebody ranting on about active framework. It was yeah. actually, uh, yeah, no offense, Alan. It was actually, uh, like it, because of the variation, if for 45 minutes you weren't interested in what was being said, the next 45 minutes could have been right up your street. Mm. So it kind of it made it so we didn't need as many breaks and it didn't seem as monotonous as uh, just. Yeah, being spoken at for a certain amount of time, because yeah, we covered everything. Same as uh, Steve just said, we covered everything, everything from quite in-depth theoretical stuff right through to project management and dealing with teams and how to make projects go wrong and all that kind of thing. So it's uh, something for everything made it, I think, a bit more enjoyable. Probably the wrong word, but a bit more, uh, a bit less. Uh, uh, yeah, I leave. I sometimes leave CLA summit on the first day, and my brain just wants to go to sleep for a week. Yeah, because it's just a lot of information to take in, mm. and a lot of it is you have to think about to kind of process it. Whereas because we wanted GDevCon to be stuff that you could just take home and use, because it's a lot more practical, it's a lot less thought involved in actually how you can apply it. Because somebody stood up there saying. This is how you apply it, mm. and this, uh, this is why it's useful. This is why it's good. So instead of 
thinking about what you can do with it. You can just make a note in your free GDEPCON uh, notebook and pen. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, hot just, sauce. Yeah, do that in next project. And it's, uh, yeah, I think that was what made it a bit more, mm. uh, more people saying that they didn't notice that it was as packed was because it was because the content was uh, more varied and mm. more random than uh, than some others. Mm. Well, I think you. Yeah, I think it was good to have the evening as well. So the the evening barbecue really sort of gave people the opportunity to sort of catch up and network and really talk about mull over the the, the presentations and uh, generally catch up and, and and network a little bit. So I think that worked worked really well. We were quite fortunate with the weather and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think it uh, it worked quite well. Um, so I think it would be something trying trying to get something similar to that this year uh, will be quite important as well. Mm. I think I would add to that. Um, so I came over from Renishaw with three other guys, and um, you know, during the whole event, we were talking to each other the whole time, talking about all the presentations that have been. And the drive back was very interesting. We had not a dull moment in the car. We were talking about every presentation. You know, we wanted to share the event with the other guys. So at Renishaw, we've got a user group that we run every month now, and there are about thirty people that show up and ten people online, sort of thing. And uh, we were already planning what can we present about to that community there yeah. about what we've learned at GDEPCON. So as a uh, you know as a person who's brought a team along to GDEPCON, I thought it was very useful to uh, trigger you know a little interesting topics to talk about and how we can uh, make it better uh, life for us to as a team to code sort of thing. Mm. I'd echo that as well. I think the two guys that I came with from from Argenta, we uh, each break we sort of came back together and sort of saying you know we need to sort of look at this this is something that looks looks really good and, and really and, and also disagreeing with that as well and the guys were saying so oh, i'm not sure about that it's, it's not not doesn't quite fit or or whatever um and i think that that's the really good team element of it is that if you if you come along with other people within your team you can sort of share your opinions on things and, and really start to think about how you can implement those things within your business or not whatever the case mm-hmm. may be so I know, John, you had an experience with that and with the, the Pat libraries, didn't you? Yeah, you I was on my to, own. To <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I had the, the conversation with myself. Now, I, I obviously, previously working at NI, I've, there was a lot of friends that don't work at NI anymore, but work at other companies. So, um, you know, I, I had similar conversations with them. But yeah, um, the, the biggest takeaway for me was was the Pat Project libraries, which is something that I uh, spoke about on the last episode, but something that... I'd heard of but never never used. But watching um, Matthias's presentation, I was like, "Well, you know, I can see a use for this." And I went back, spoke it through with um, a few of the guys in my team, and we ended up actually watching the um, the YouTube presentation and said, "Like, you know, what about doing this in this way?" And uh, and from that, we've we've managed to implement um, a hardware abstraction layer that we can remotely deploy and and, and update. Um, which is you know a big game changer for us and we wouldn't have got that without kind of having somebody else say this can be done which i think is what a lot of people certainly that i spoke to um took away from it uh, from the event as a whole which is i think really uh, confirmation that what you're doing is is right or on the right tracks or um looking at things that you've you've heard of but you've never seen implemented um and and seeing that done, you know, gives you the confidence to go away and you know maybe try it. And I think as well the other one, um, which 
I think really is is sort of like the the inspiration and the the sort of the positive attitude that you take away from that. Obviously, again, I said when I was chatting with Chris, you know, this podcast wouldn't really exist without GDEFCon. So, you know, stuff like that, you know, it really helps the community as a whole. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's my uh, take on it. I think we're lucky as well that our community, from a software community's perspective, is spectacularly nice. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I there's really very few people I dislike, um, <laughs> and uh, and I'm <laughs> I'm very opinionated. Uh, but it's you know it's it's unusual. I mean, if you ever go on a on a Linux forum, you can you can see the pure vitriol and poison that yeah. a simple question could get you. That's 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 uh, what I was and saying. You don't get any of that. Yeah, that, that's why I was saying to uh, to Chris on the on the last episode, which was like you know text based forums. You you sort of ask a question and you're like you know it's very toxic and you get pounded down for doing something in one way and you know you don't get that on in the LabVIEW community as a whole. So yeah, I posted on a, a forum two or three weeks ago and then was promptly reminded why I never post on forums. It was just it was, to me it, it was a question that I just couldn't get my head around and it was just yeah, the the replies were just there were things that you were just yeah, you wouldn't if I was standing there asking them face to face they wouldn't say that to me face no. to face. So why are you posting it on a forum? And it's yeah. just yeah. you read it and you just think what why? Does it make you feel bigger? Does it make you feel better or what? Just answer the question and if you don't want to answer the question, jog on. There's no. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole different rant. <laughs> I, I think it is. Well, I think it is related though, because I, I think. I mean, I, I've I've said this in other present in other presentation. Is that I think graphical program is an unfinished science. So all of us, every single one of us, is is learning how to how to change these sort of pictures in our mind into into software. And we're all very aware of that. And one thing about a graphical program is you can see, you know, you can see if something's wrong or not what it ought to be. But you, it's, it's understanding and putting it into terms. And, and we all understand that. And so I think we're all, we all, most of us come from a reasonably insecure foundation, you know. So we're all, we can all be insecure together. And I think it makes, <laughs> it makes us, it makes us more pleasant to each other because we're all helping each other. Definitely. That's my theory, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I think really, I just drink a lot. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've finished my wine now. <laughs> yeah, is something it, else now. <laughs> Time for another bottle. Uh, yeah, but I think yeah. the 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 niceness of the community is really a a, um, a driving factor of the whole thing because um, I I did the NI certifications in. I can't remember, I think in 2013 or 2014, all three of them, because I was in a trade fair and there were a few CLAs who would uh, look down on me when I tried to sell them stuff. So I realized if I want to be taken seriously, I need to make, I need to have those certifications. So that was the only reason for me to even go after them. And uh, I, I made them. And then, as I said, I went to Rome and I was just um, blown away. Um, by how nice everybody was and this made me want to be better mm. and this made me start looking into everything that's like advanced stuff with LabVIEW um, and this made me yeah thrive in my, in my software development because uh, 
up until then, I, I was just doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, like the saying, I've, I've 10 years of graphic experience, but it's 10 times one year. <laughs> um, and this was the case for me. And coming back to GDFCon now is uh, I I and we, I think we want to to give that back and, and enable other people to have the same awakening or the, the same possibilities to share thoughts and get new ideas and get new knowledge. And, and it's hard to do it on your own. Mm. Um, new, new inspiration very rarely comes from inside. It most often comes from outside. And uh, at, at least uh, uh, maybe it might be only me, but I liked it very much about the community and about GDFCon now, because as I said, we enable um, people who are CLDs or who are not certified at all to mm. to tap into that resource pool. Yeah, that that, that was one of the things that um, me and Neil, who had in the first first episode, we, we were saying like, you know, it's this is essentially like a CLA summit, but for everyone, which is really nice. You know, it does, again, it goes back to that. You know, there's no us and them. The oh architects scary kind of thing. Um, it's nice to be have the opportunity to 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 see that that kind of level of of expertise and presentations, things like that. That you know teams would have to be you know either go to NI Week or they'd have to be a CLA. And you know that's not everyone is a CLA. You know people are people do lab view don't have any certifications at all. Um, I view everyone as you know. <laughs> I view everyone as being the union of people who make stuff. Yeah. And to be quite honest, if you if you make chairs, you're as interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got it's got a certification, I don't, I don't honestly. Mm. I just don't see any difference, you know. The, no. uh, anyone who you know a certification is. I mean, essentially, I taught myself to pass the exam. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that just tells me that that I passed the exam. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been. To, I don't know when I got mine, 2009, I think. You know, I'd been doing software a good 20 years before I got my certification. So my view on certification was reasonably um, cynical, mm. you know, because I, I was good enough to write a book about software. So <laughs> I should be, should be, you know, I don't need that extra sort of certification to sort of validate how how I am. But mm. I have to say, I do. The, the only reason I like having a CLA, apart from I'm told to for being an alliance member, is that I like going to the CLA summits yeah. and I like to see my CLA friends. Mm. And yeah. it's quite nice like that. And I, and I think, you know, GDEVCON will be the same. I'll go and see my my people who write Love You Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my GDEVCON friends. I, the only reason I did my CLA exam was for is to go to the CLA summit. That that is that is just that's the entire reason. And yeah, I, I missed I missed the one in uh, CERN, which I was quite annoyed about. I took my exam too late. But uh, but yeah, going to the CLA summits was was the entire reason. I think my finest hour that was, mate. Finest yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know actually now with with GDEBCon existing, I don't actually know if I would do the CLA exam now because mm-hmm. yeah, you have access to what is effectively the same level of presentations, the same level of of uh, not knowledge, but you know what I mean, the same like tap into the same pool of people 
at GDEVCON that you don't need certification for. So I, yeah, I don't know if uh, I would do the architect exam now. Yeah, I think I want to go back to why we call it GDEVCON as well, just for a minute. So everything that GDEVCON 1 was involved with was, had something to do with lab year and there. We kind of wanted to open it up a little bit more. Uh, so like Steve said earlier about uh, ladder logic or any other graphical program language, even if you look at kids, kids learning in school these days, mm -hmm. they're learning Scratch. Mm -hmm. And those among us who've got kids will know that. Uh, but it's all graphical. So if there's content there and there's if there's a crowd that wants to listen to that content, I think we welcome any of those uh, speakers, really. So I think the fact that you don't have to be certified is a great thing, but I don't think we want to just focus on yeah. uh, lab view as per se, because mm. in our daily jobs, um, I work with other engineers who do, you know, programming and ladder logic for robots. Uh, we talk to each other through OPC servers and so on. And I have to read their code sometimes and uh, vice versa. It would be great if I could be, bring those guys along to GDEFCON mm. uh, and, you know, from other industries as well. So that's all kind of for the future, really. Mm. Well, I mean, from a system design perspective, lab view and a PLC, uh, almost an ideal complement for a lot of safety critical things because you can do all the complex stuff in LabVIEW and you have the PLC just go, oh, Christ, that's a bit high, put on your interlocks. So it's 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 almost ideal, but very few LabVIEW programmers are aware of PLCs and vice versa. Yeah, yeah I think the so, same, same for MATLAB as well. I think there's a lot oh, of... You know. There's a world there. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be a more difficult argument to get, <laughs> get, to get simulant programmers to, to sit in a <laughs> presentation of lab view. I think will be much harder. Yeah. Uh, you don't know. There are people in our teams at the moment who are optical engineers, completely MATLAB heavy, and we're getting them converted slowly. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say converted, but maybe learning lab view so they can read it as well. But yeah. Tolerating it. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is they shouldn't they shouldn't be exclusive they're all tools to your toolbox yeah, exactly uh, that's that's my view of all these things you know you can you can make better stuff if your toolbox is full um so you might have a, a really highly polished lab view tool but actually my rusty old lab view tool and my rusty old plc tool and my rusty old linux tool is gonna gonna i can build much better things with those than your shiny lab view tool uh, that that's my always been my perspective really couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. Is that why you work in a barn? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Making chairs. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was uh, we've had, we've done GDEVCON number one, GDEVCON number two happening this year. Um, when and where, and what what's planned really? So first thing we can say is uh, that we're trying to bring GDEVCON to even more people. So it's going to be, we, we, we're aiming for more people. We're, we have a bigger venue secured. It's uh, going to take place on 21st and 22nd August. And um, we, um, as people might know, we sent out um, feedback forms to the, uh, to the attendees of number one. And we got quite nice feedback also on on how people think they will return. So three out of four said they'll probably return. Four out of five said they'll bring one or more team members with them. So um, we're expecting number two to be like cramped again. Um, <laughs> that's my opinion, at least. Um, I'm an optimist. Um, 
it will be again about what we already said that number one was about um we were very happy to have uh jenny who made things happen close to number one uh organization wise and uh, i think uh, there's not so many things that we needed to learn or that we that we have to call lessons learned from number one because most of most of the stuff went um, surprisingly well. Mm. So um, yeah, what else is there to say, guys? Well, I, I, I think looking at the uh, the size of the venue, uh, you can't. What, what we, one thing I felt was that you can't take a hundred and fifty seat venue have 150 people and expect them to sit there in two days for two days i think the venue has to be bigger than the audience i think i think uh, if you know what i mean the you gotta have a bit more space around you because so we are i think the minimum this new venue will take is 144 so we're actually being fairly ambitious with that and taking quite a risk with it um so but it, it gets us to the centre of the country, which is nice, which is which is Birmingham. Um, I liked Cambridge. I had to say I didn't get a chance to look around Cambridge. So so far, my experience of Cambridge has been back college and a rubbish industrial estate. <laughs> I rented <laughs> one of those I'm yellow bikes. Much nicer. <laughs> I I, um, I rented one of those yellow bikes and had a nice cycle round Cambridge on the canals and stuff. It was good. Yeah, it's uh, quite weird to get the bike and just put it at the side of the road and just leave it and then get charged like two pound for it it's, yeah neil was like you can't leave that there that's that's like littering i'm like no that's the point you you just leave it <laughs> they banned yeah, those in it, sheffield so the experience of running a, a conference and attending a conference are radically different yeah uh <laughs> i i slept for pretty much two days after after the conference <laughs> i did not move it took me a, it took me a good two weeks to get my brain back together where I could program efficiently. Yeah, it was exhausting, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very the, that evening and the following day I was just yeah, mentally just exhausted from yeah. uh, I think that's also why for me it didn't going back to what you said earlier, it didn't seem to be so congested in terms of the mm. schedule because I there was just so much happening in my head that I just didn't notice. Mm. Yeah, you were completely focused on because you were front of the house. Yeah, I was constantly thinking, yeah, this guy's got 10 minutes left, 5 minutes left, he needs to be off, next one on. Mm. Who's on next, what they're presenting on or not. Yeah, I was just constantly thinking of the next thing, so I didn't notice uh, yeah, if it was busy or not. But, uh, but yeah, the, the like Steve just said, organising one and attending one as an organiser and then just attending one as a participant to a completely different, uh, mm. really different things. Because if, if things go wrong, it's kind of like mm. you have to step up and, and fix it. You can't just point a finger and say, excuse me, you're NI, can you fix this for me, please? You yeah. have to actually yeah, do it yourself. And that's... Uh, yeah, so I think the, the other thing we've had is is where we, with the evening event on the first one, being outside if it had rained or if the inside had rained <laughs> uh on number one i think it would have been an utter disaster 
Um, just, just, just doing a post analysis of just sort of saying, well, what would have happened if it rained? Um, <laughs> then the number one would have been a very different event, I think. Um, so this event is um, the, the, the new venue has, has got a large amount of indoor space, mm. um, so that we can we've got we've got control over over that variable, which is. is, is I think is that for two, we're taking taking number one and just building on that and taking it to a next level of yeah, it's a better venue in my opinion it's in a better location Birmingham is much easier to get to by plane and train and whatever and it's just it's more convenient there's more choice of uh, restaurants bars whatever where the location is as Steve just Multi triangle yeah exactly yeah. it's got the uh, yeah the yeah, it's cool. the dining experience will be uh, a little bit better. It shouldn't be too influenced by the weather. I think, although it won't be drastically changed from one, it will be improved. It will be built upon and improved in terms of uh, facilities, location, mm. venue, and then obviously wrapped around that are the yeah the presentations. We hope will be at the same level, if not high level, because now people know. Mm who they're pitching to and what level they're pitching at kind of thing. So we're hoping that uh, the presentations for two that are submitted will be uh, much more, uh, yeah, a bit less academic and a bit more from a practical perspective. Now people understand what it is we're trying to uh, to get across. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people ju- did just see it as CLA summer for people who can't be asked to take an exam but that's not really what yeah, it wasn't really the the point mm. and I think now people will start to see it as a as a way of doing presentations that probably don't think would be accepted for CLA summit because they're not yeah thought-provoking academic studies yeah and it's uh it's far more uh flexible in terms of what you can uh what it can present. But yeah, I think number two will be uh, same, same, but different, I think is the phrase. Yeah. Uh, and we'll listen, maybe that's the right word for that. So it will evolve and not just radically change. Yeah. That's number one. Evolution, not revolution. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, we've got a few sort of things we're discussing. Um, and, and, you know, it's whether, whether or not they, they happen, you know, is up to the, the gods and votes and democracy and, and, and us. But we, we quite like to improve the sort of educational side of things. We, we kind of, uh, like to do more than that lines. And I, I think with, with two, we, we want to kind of establish ourselves. Mm. Um, but we we do have and have right from the very get go been been talking about um, really content and education around sort of project fulfilment, um, and it's kind of stuff that NI won't do, you know, because they they'll they teach you the language, but they're, they're mm. not going to teach you about how to complete a project or because mm. um, that's outside of their area of expertise, really, and outside their remit. Um, so that kind of thing, I, I think there's a there's a world 
waiting for for sort of the longer form sort of paid courses of of independent people doing these courses and again you you look at the uh, the world of sort of graphical programming it's all very much badged with ni yeah but actually there's an awful lot of us that have got an awful lot of material now um and an awful lot of us that that have expertise in being paid to finish projects mm. and this is really useful information to people who <laughs> who need to learn how to finish <laughs> projects you know so that kind of thing is 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 it on the horizon you know whether it happens for two or not is is it i mean half half of us I, I, well certainly me I, I quite like to sort of get to make it make it similar to one and have a fairly nice time of it and and and, and relax a bit and then and then tackle free and, and be ambitious but there's the the other aspect of of, of it is the the expectation in the world is that presenters give their time for free um and there's a it's a weird expectation really because in in no other conferences do presenters give their time for free so it's that's i think it would be actually quite nice to to get to a level and get to a size where we can pay i don't know let's say somebody from outside of the lab view world to do a keynote speech or to do a presentation to do you know that's this if if i'm getting if i want to learn sql well get somebody in from my sql for example to to actually show us all the ins and outs and, and that kind of thing i think might be you know it's it's all stuff and ambition we've talked to for the i've talked about for the future and well, it's not going to happen for two but it's it's certainly as we grow that's that's where we want to be i think mm. that, um, that leads nicely into sort of what after number two what what's next what's the future what's the the bigger vision i know darren you're talking at ni week about gdevcon specifically i think um is, is the uh, idea with that to spread the message out to a, a more international audience or it's the my present yeah my presentation at ni week is is based on GDevCon and what it's about, but it's also uh, it, well, it's basically using GDevCon as a uh, an example of what can be achieved if uh, yeah, if you want to do it, you put your mind to it. Mm. And uh, what I want to do is discuss GDevCon one for people that weren't there. Also, we yeah, obviously plug GDevCon two and all yeah. the rest of it uh, as uh, as you do. But uh, the main thing I want to focus on is. Uh, uh, the GDevCon exists like, for the benefit of uh, the whole community, mm. and one one of the reasons I wanted to do also this podcast is uh, is because is to make that point. Mm. It's not like Steve and his mates sitting there dictating what the community should and shouldn't do. Mm. It's uh, yeah, everybody needs to uh, if they want some if they have a suggestion, come and suggest it. I mean, it's encouraged that feedback forms, whatever. If you if you see me in other place, come and say, yeah, what about GDevCon doing this, doing that, whatever. That that's what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea is that GDevCon can be used as a platform for that. I mean, you mentioned earlier that without GDevCon, this podcast wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So it, it's using GDevCon as a platform. Now we have the momentum from GDevCon one 
and uh, we can use that to push on, do new things. Steve's hinted on some things that we're looking at, and to do that, we need people to to tell us what they want, mm. what they uh, what they think is missing, what they would like to see done differently, added, removed, changed, whatever. If we we have our ideas, I mean, there's there's ten of us together, we have a lot of ideas, but there may be something glaringly obvious that we've missed. That somebody just says, oh, yeah, what about doing so-and-so? And it's like, yep, that's it. That's what's been missing. And without that feedback, without that uh, uh, input from the community, we'll just keep on going, yeah, in our kind of meandering direction sort of thing. And, and if we need people to come to us and say and give us ideas as well, then using GDEFCON as a, yeah, as a platform, as an excuse, as a reason, whatever, is uh, will only benefit everybody. Mm. And uh, there was, well, just after GDEFCON 1, there was a guy on LinkedIn who sent me a message saying something about, uh, yeah, thank you on the events. But uh, my reply to him was that, uh, yeah, all we did was rent a room and give you a, and give a stage, a platform. And without the community, it would have just been the 10 of us sat in a room. It was the community that made the event because without their presentations, without them attending and spending their own money to, to attend, yeah, it would have just been a complete waste of time. So it needs that community input. And without, I think I, I was fortunate enough to do the, the keynote uh, speak, keynote presentation. And in that, I said that uh, if anybody says, if anybody goes away from this event and says, yeah, I didn't feel like I had the chance to talk, I didn't feel like I had the chance to say something, then from my perspective, that was their fault. The, the, the platform was there for them to say something. If they felt they couldn't, then, yeah, maybe we did something wrong. But the whole idea of GDEFCON is that everybody has a voice. Anybody can present. You don't have to be season present. You don't need to be CLA, Labby Champion, mm. whatever. Anybody can present, even if it's about something that they think is very simple. There'll be somebody there who looks at it and think, actually, yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. Like, like, the, like with the Pack Project Libraries. Mm. They're something that I've used quite a bit. And even myself listening to that presentation was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I never actually thought of that way of doing it. So I don't care who you are, it doesn't matter who you are, mm. you can take something out of it. And, yeah, without the community giving that back in, it, you're not going to, uh, you, nothing's going to advance anyway. People will just sit around complaining that NI aren't doing this, they're not doing that. If that's what you're thinking, then, yeah, get off your ass and do something. Mm. Don't just say it, do it. Yeah, I think that's the thing with, with the community, you know, it, it thrives on itself and I think that's with everything, you know, the forums, this podcast, you know, the and, and GDEVCON, it, it doesn't happen without everybody else, you know. Someone starts something but everyone else comes across that as a, as a cat just behind Kavul his kids have hijacked. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, it's like that, remember on the uh, BBC when that, that guy's kids came in on the Skype oh, yeah. and <laughs> dragged him away? <laughs> yeah, uh, long, long and short of it is that, you know, 
people can only do so much the community has to sort of take it in their own hands and and sort of push it and make it what what it is and i think i think the community is strong enough and and has the the right attitude to do that so you know more more power to everyone really i think i think um, i think i think the thing is that we're used to being spoon-fed by ni yeah and we've got to get out of that mindset and look, start looking after ourselves yeah and i think this is the the beginning of that over the last sort of two or three years we're beginning to go move that way and this is you know and i've done a fantastic job of fostering the community but it's there's a point in time where i think you 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 know you have to do it yourself there's in the in in our particular just our particular group and it's there's so much expertise you know why why wouldn't we you know why why would we not do it it's um so it, it, that that's how i see us going in the future i see it's becoming much more uh like you say this the whole community becoming the thing that drives itself as it were sorry chris who was going to say sorry. yeah i think it's just a, a good point to, to also thank the sponsors for gdcom well i know we did on mm. the day and um i think that that's one of the things that really makes it as well as, as the community really is the support from the sponsors we had last year and um and, and we're hoping for that to be the same this year we've got got a couple that have come in but we're we're sort of we want more to, to get involved and it will it will make the event even better so um yeah i think it was just just picking up on that really that as well as the community it's all about it's a lot about the sponsors as well that help us to give us that kickstart and, mm. and putting the putting the event together yeah but we 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 started with nothing yeah you know we started with nothing i mean and, and all the and all of us paid our own tickets and that was essentially our startup funds was us <laughs> paying our own tickets you know so it's it, you know the sponsors were were incredible uh, it just blew our mind. We, I think, we were expecting about a thousand pounds, and we did way better than that. Mm. And it, and it, and it gave us our foundation for this one. Uh, it allowed us to buy the merchandise. It, it, it really was, you know, made such a difference. Mm. Um, it was important to us. I think that was that was one of the things I think we were talking about when we first started off. Uh, when you look at any uh, language, if they're the community themselves, if they're hosting their own event, that shows a maturity in the language itself. Mm. So if we were putting ourselves into National Instruments shoes and saying, you know, uh, there are these guys who are trying to set up their own event, uh, what would you do? You would try and see how we can support. And they have been uh, offering help uh, throughout the process as well. Um, and we've chosen to just say, OK, well, let's see how far we can get. And um, yeah, it's been good so far. But uh, yeah, call for presenters is still open. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, whoever wants to get involved, as all the guys have said today, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what your levels are. If you think your idea is worth being heard by someone, yeah, get in touch. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure I put the contact details in uh, in the description. The same for for sponsors as well. Um, I presume it's it's a, the same or a similar email address. But um, you're all white, um, you know active on social media and linkedin and stuff i think people will, will know i'll make sure i put links to all your profiles and things like that anyway track us down. um <laughs> track you down yeah yeah um so i guess tickets will be released in the near future for for number two um hopefully this will be released around a similar time um i don't know if you can give a date now or whether it's still in the works we're looking at the first of march okay 
So last year it was a really big deal to release the tickets, um, not for, I mean, for, for those who wanted to buy them, but especially for me, uh, we made a countdown at home, my family and me, and I pressed the button to release them and uh, then shoot out all these social media messages and advertise it and actually uh, um, um, watch in real time as if and when orders would come in and have a, a uh, what do you call it? A ranking of who was the mm. quickest to order. <laughs> so uh, maybe I want to stress that fact this year that uh, I personally will um, have a little something for the first person to buy the first ticket this year. Okay. So because it gives me so much joy, I want to give back, give back a little bit of that. Yeah. So people, as soon as we, you know, um, publish the the link, buy, like, uh, like. Go for it like the devil for the soul. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Can Ch- I get that challenge price accepted. Or is that, am I out of the out of the running? Pardon? Um, Terms and conditions of apply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, challenge accepted. I think you know. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we'll be releasing a certain amount of early birds. Okay. Uh, and they'll be a reasonable percentage cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um. The I've, we try to keep costs down, but this is a more expensive venue, so we're going to be ever so slightly more expensive. Mm. And we're back registered this year, so they'll be excluding that, which is great for companies, not so great for individuals. Sorry, but <laughs> that's mm. that's the way it goes, I'm afraid. Okay, so I think think that about wraps up um, this episode, this special edition. Um, I think, as I've said, I'll make sure everyone that's been kind of on this episode, your social media and LinkedIn, things like that, are going to be uh, in the description. I don't know if anyone's got anything else to add or anything to uh, to, to, to to input. I think um, I want to add a little thank you to everyone that's been part of the GDEFCON team in the background. The guys that are not here today as well, they've uh, they've been, you know, putting hours and hours of effort mm. even before GDEFCON 2 right now. Um, and yeah, they're not representing themselves here at the moment. But yeah, thanks to those guys. Yeah, I'd like to back that up as well. I mean, my big takeaway from the first one, the thing that really was unexpected for me was how proud i was to be part of this group mm-hmm. um it was i'm not not an emotional sort really but it, that was like i sort of come away thinking, yeah, yeah good bunch of guys and girls these this laugh you know the amount of effort everyone put in mm-hmm. the amount they paid the, the you know it's just it was a stunning effort really mm-hmm. yeah and i guess from a, an attendee perspective thank you to you all you know for putting this on and banding together and you know uh, putting it on for us you know it's uh it's really refreshing and i look forward to the next one really so yeah thank you i think uh it's a podcast so somebody needs to mention bitcoin and blockchain don't they so that's covered oh <laughs> <laughs> that word bingo then yeah clickbait yeah, yeah clickbait exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah it mentions uh, bitcoin <laughs> And a lot of passion. We all are very passionate, right, Steve? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Can't get enough of it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Millennials. Millennials, yeah. I'm going to have so much editing to do on this. <laughs> nah, just let it go. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, right, appreciate your thank time. You, thank you. Thanks, Jono. All right, Thanks, John. Jono.
Yeah, thanks for your time, mate. Wonderful. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, yeah, I'll speak to you all soon. Yep. So I hope you all enjoyed that. I uh, certainly learnt a lot about GDEVCON and where it came from, and really interesting story, and it's it's really nice to to kind of speak to a group of really enthusiastic and, and, and passionate people that, you know, they're not doing this for themselves, they're doing it for the, the wider community, um, and hopefully you all pick up on that as well. So, yeah, they deserve all the support in the world for, for what they're doing, and uh, I wish them you know, all, all the success for, for GDEVCON number two. I'll certainly try and be there myself. Um, and hopefully uh, this year they'll be able to smash the targets that they've got for uh, attendance. So, yeah, uh, the, the links for everything, as I've said at the start, are all in the description. So make sure you, you check them out. Um, and if you've got any, any questions or queries, you know, reach out to the guys. Um, you know, they'll, they'll answer any questions that you have, any concerns. Um, but it should be a, a great event, judging by some of the uh, the submissions that they've already had for presentations. Um, if you're wanting to be involved, you know the the email addresses and things like that are all on the GDEFCON website. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll see you all there um, again with this podcast. Obviously, like GDEFCON, it's driven by the community. So if you want to be involved in it, please reach out to me. So you can get me on Twitter at QuickDropPod. Um, so yeah, reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, if you've got a topic, it can be anything lab view related, engineering related, anything at all. Um, I quite like to get someone on to talk about, you know, um, sort of like the business side of of a lab view company, things like that. So yeah, reach out. Um, can't do this without everybody else. And uh, yeah, I'll see you on the the next episode. And yeah, thanks everyone. <laughs>